And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another episode of the We Are Me podcast with Mickey Brennan and Davey Rispin and a uh, lot to get through on this one Davey, we've burn results and we've football fixtures coming up and lots of things happening in the meet GAA circles as well uh, and the LGFA nominations, we'll come to that in a few minutes but uh, Davey you're a little bit worse for wear at the moment, I'm a little bit worse for wear, we had a half a weekend off type things that we did, um, you got to wait, go away to Galway, I got to go down to Mullingar, and we're sitting down now here on Sunday evening, and uh, dedicated as always to the cause, we're going to run through our podcast, but uh, you are, how are you feeling now after the after the stag do? I'm feeling all right Mickey, yeah, I suppose a hurling weekend paves the way, doesn't it, for uh for us to have a little bit of a sabbatical, I know, not at all. Um, yeah, good, Mickey. And I suppose entering the business end of the season, it's good to get a little bit of a rest and recharge in because it's going to be a hectic couple of weeks coming ahead with, with your quarterfinals and semifinals going to come in in the next couple of weeks as well. So um, really exciting. We're down to the business end, relegation um, spots, or what do you call them, uh, intermediate and junior I, 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 Yeah, exactly. The intermediate, 2022 intermediate and junior qualifiers will be uh, kicking off as well, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, no, all, all to play for and uh, really looking forward to a busy couple of weeks ahead. Yeah, we had a kind of a like a, a team bonding session before the knockout stages, but we did it in separate parts of the country. Um, uh, warm weather training um, before the knockout stages, but uh, yeah, um, we did take... Uh, a night to ourselves and uh, but we're back and we're here and we are ready to run through everything from the weekend. Davy, we're going to start off with hurling results. Um, it was a hurling championship, uh, hurling championship weekend. So we'll run through those results first. Yeah, there was only one game on Friday night, Mickey, as it turned out, and that was in the junior two hurling championship where uh, Drumree defeated Retote on a scoreline of two ten to Retote's two seven. There was also one. Um, first team only football match I have to mention on Friday night as well uh, that was in the Premier Championship between St Mary's and Drumcondrath and that finished Sorry, in a yeah. thrilling 2-11 apiece draw I suppose the significance of it Drumcondrath are true to a semi-final Mary's I think they have two games left they need to win both of those to try and get themselves into contention but that was also Friday night sounded like a really good game so just to get a mention of that in then um, moving on to Saturday where there was a lot more action in the Ted Murtha clothing and footwear Senior Hurling Championship and the first one up was between Kildalki and Nafina, two sides going ever so well. And it was Kildalki in Group A who got the better in Nafina in a really hard-fought battle, 112 to 111, a goal from Nicky Potterton, I think, being the difference there and a couple of excellent scores from Paddy Keneally helping to get Kildalki over the line against the battle in Nafina side who came back at them on several different occasions. Into Group B then, 
Um, and St. Peter's Dunboyne continued their unbeaten start, 100% record maintained. They defeated Wolf Tones, the intermediate champions from last year, 221 to 4 8. So that's 27 points to 20 in a high scoring affair. And uh, speaking of which, there was a massive scoreline put up by Klein against Blackhall Gales, 8 14 mm. to 1 10. Klein defeated Blackhall Gales. And after something like 10 minutes in this game, Blackhall Gales actually led by five points. It was a uh, one four to, to two points, I think, at that stage. But um, Kalina never looked back, hit eight goals and turned in a really impressive uh, performance as well. Into the intermediate then, one game in Group A on Saturday and uh, the town teams in Navanomahanis and Trim clashed and it finished uh, stalemate, one fifteen apiece in that one. So really entertaining game in that as well. And then on to Sunday where um, all the remainder, remaining games were played in Group A, the Senior Championship. Trim were put to the pin of their collar by uh, a Longwood side who, in fairness, battled and, and rallied and gave, gave them plenty to think about the senior champions. 122 to 215 had finished in favour of Trim. So um, a three-point win there for... Uh, sorry, a four-point win there for Trim against Longwood. But a really good game by the sounds of it. And uh, Ratolt, um, the beaten finalist last year, defeated Kiltail on a scoreline at 218 to 117, I believe, they played most of the second half with 14 men and rallied several different occasions. Got an injury time goal from Keane Rogers to rubber stamp that victory, but a big, big win for a total there. Four point winners over Kiltail. Into Group B then of the intermediate. This is the Hanley's Clean Meals Intermediate Hurling Championship. And Kildalki, second string, scored a big sco- win over Gail Column Kill, 319 to nine points. And um, there was a win for Kilscare Moila, 211 to 112 to beat Dunham Rashburn in the all first team affair. And then in an all-second team affair, it was Ratoad who hammered uh, Klein, 216 to six points. And moving on into Group A then, that was Group B of the Intermediate, into Group A, Ratmaline defeated Drumree by three points, 115 to 112. And there was a narrow victory for Boards Mill against Dundry, 15 points to 14 it finished. Um, And last year's beaten Intermediate finalist, Boards Mill, continuing on their um, hot streak at the moment. And um, sorry, there was another game in Group B. The, the the way the results are, sorry, Group B, the senior hurling, they're a little yeah. bit all over the place, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, Kilmesson um, defeating Clanagale 117 to 19 in that one. And just skipping to see if there are any more that I missed out. There was a couple, of, sorry, there was one other game in the junior two hurling then in Group B on Sunday. And uh, that was a huge win for Kildalki against Ratna Line, 421 to seven points in that one. Um, I'm just worried to see that I miss out on the other days, but I think I think that is all from the hurling from the weekend, Mickey. Yeah, well, the state of affairs in the senior, the Ted Myrtle Senior Hurling Championship now in Group A, it is Kildalki who are sitting pretty at the top of the table, and they are joined by last year's beaten finalists with Holt. Um, uh, well, it's not joined; they're ahead of last year's beaten finalists with Holt on five points. Nafina. Joining Rathold on five points and joined second to separate by score difference. Kiltail on four points and two wins and two losses from their four games. Trim with a win and a draw puts them on three points. And Longwood, who you said did put up a good showing on the weekend, were lucky not to get something out of the game, end up on zero points at the bottom of Group A. But Group B looks like this on the Senior Ham- uh, Hurling Championship. Uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne absolutely flying it at the moment. Four wins from four. Kilmesson are on seven points with uh, unbeaten as well, but three wins and a draw. Kalyan are on five points with two wins, a loss and a draw. Clannagale and Blackhall Gales on two points and then Wolf Tones to 
2021 intermediate champions are sitting there with zero points from their four games. And I suppose they're going well in the football. They're probably concentrating on that at the moment, Davey. But uh, um, looking at it, um, I suppose, when, when you look at it, St. Peter's and Boyne in Group B look to be really on form um, uh, this year with one game left in the group stage. They're all, but well, they are um, guaranteed a spot in the quarterfinals. And then when you look at uh, Group A, Trim, last year's uh, uh, champions, just a win and a draw from four outings won't, by the looks of things, well, they need they need results to go their way on the last day and for them to get a win as well. Yeah, uh, so the first four in Group A, I think I'm right in saying go into a quarterfinal. So uh, Trim currently, as you say, sitting in fifth or a point off Kiltail, um, two off Nafina and Retold. So they still have an outside chance. They're not gone yet, but they need to win their last game and uh, probably hope for a couple of favours elsewhere. I, I'm trying yeah. to work out who Trim play. I think, is it Nafina or Kiltail last? I'm not sure, Davey. I'm not sure, but we can... We can... Check that out for you so we can um, we'll have a look down here. Um, upcoming fixtures, Davey, that would be the one. Uh, Trim Nafina, yeah, it is yeah. Trim. So that's Nafina. a straight shootout, effectively, Mickey. Yeah. Um, Trim Trim with a win there, I think, would probably go through at the expense of Nafina, unless there is multiple teams left on five points, and then there could be all sorts of permutations in that. But Trim have somehow managed to keep themselves alive on the back of that um, hard-fought win against Longwood at the weekend. Yeah, and, and and the two big hitters in, in Mead Hurling for a number of years, Kiltail and Kildalki, meet each other on the final day and Ratot will be playing against Longwood. So still an awful lot to be played for there in the in the, in the final days because, you know, Trim are only two points off Ratot in second and two points off Nafina in, 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 in joint second. So um, a lot to be played for there. Um, Davey, we'll move on now. And there was one game of football in particular on the weekend that we want to go to. It was on um, Sunday afternoon today and it was the meeting of Minalti and St. Bridget's in the Junior Championship preliminary quarter-final. Huge ramifications from this game because the winner goes straight through to a quarter-final and the loser was going to be relegated to Junior 2 for the 2022 season. Very, very harsh, I would say, on, on a team that's playing in a preliminary quarter-final. But it ended up being Minalti 2-12, St. Bridget's one goal and 12 after extra time, a pulsating and absolutely incredible game of football. I was following this one on Twitter, David Brisbane, and at stages, you know, in the, in the first half, he thought that St. Bridget's were going to walk this, then Minalti come back into it. They go two points ahead, and it looked like they've, got the, they've won the game. And then St. Bridget's claw back and bring it to extra time. But this was an absolutely fascinating game and not without controversy either, I believe. No, I was glued to this as well, Mickey. Unfortunately, the bus didn't land in Galway um, until about 12 o'clock. So it meant I was never going to make the two o'clock throwing in Karen Ross, which was a little bit disappointed because I was up from an early stage and hoping that I would get back for it. But a classic North Mead derby, Mickey, played in um, excellent, well, I won't say excellent conditions, but in excellent facilities over in Karen Ross. The weather did... Uh, play a part in the day, massive crowd at the game, huge interest. This was essentially the only football game in, in the junior, intermediate or senior championships this weekend. So naturally enough, and particularly being in North Mead, there wasn't much hurling going on in North Mead over the weekend, Mickey. So this was always likely to draw a crowd. But um, I suppose you have two teams in Minority and St. Bridget's, both of whom are, are probably progressive enough. And 
just before we kind of go into the game in, in a little bit more detail, I mean, I can I can vouch and I can understand the frustrations with the, the likes of the relegation, the fact that, you know, the winner was guaranteed to go through to a quarterfinal and the loser was relegated. But when you look at it on the face of it, Mickey, Bridget's have one win from four championship outings and that win was an arrow victory against Kilmaine and Wood. So you sort of are where you are. It's not as if they, they kind of won two or three games and got relegated. And was, you know, they, they got into the pre- prelim on the back of getting two points and uh, they, they knew themselves going into it. It's not like, it's not a shock. The teams involved knew exactly what was at stake. Um, and it probably helped add to the spectacle. I mean, Bridget's raced into an early lead, played some incredible football in the first half, got a goal through Kevin Gilston. Um, and that gave them a seven-point buffer, I think, towards the end of the first half. Um, Minority, to their credit, did respond with a couple of points, but they were rattled and they were reduced to 14 men um, with a black card towards the end of that half. And they started the first five minutes of the second half with, with just 14 men. But it, it was it was a lynch. Um, it wasn't Ronan who was in the team of the week last year. It wasn't even Paul. Mickey, it was Keane Lynch, the youngest of the Lynch's brothers, who really ignited the fight in Minaldi. He hit two quick-fire goals at the start of the second half. He finished with 2-2, all from play, in a tremendous display from the young corner forward. But he really helped get um, Minaldi back into it so much so that they ended up going ahead midway through the half and looked good. And Then going into the closing stages, they led by two. It it looked as if Bridget's race was run. And uh, Bridget's managed to conjure up two uh, amazing scores. The the latter coming from um, Mr. Donald Plunkett, his son of George's, the, the manager from St. Bridget's. He got the equalising score on the stroke of full time and there was no injury time played. So um, on we went into extra time and in extra time, uh, I think Minaldi, in fairness to them, put down a marker. Bridget's themselves were reduced to 14 men for, um, I think it was Aaron Skelly got black carded then and that, that played a big part in it, I suppose. Minaldi did stretch clear, they led by four. Bridget again came back at them in the, in the second half of extra time, reduced the deficit to two. Um, but when it looked like Minaldi had weathered the storm, there was a long ball played in. Um, I believe there was two really, really strong shouts for penalties. And I have to add, I wasn't at the game, but the people that I spoke to were complete neutrals. They said to me it was a, it was a stonewall penalty. The first of which looked like a foot block for a, for a block for a shot. But from the resultant block, it looked like a clear drag down on the Bridget's forward. And... That was ultimately the last kick of the game. What it would have done is it would have actually um, brought the game into penalties incredibly. It would have, um, had the penalty obviously been awarded and converted, it would have brought it to penalty kicks to decide who got through and who was relegated. An awful way to lose it, I suppose, from a minority standpoint, a great way to win it. They've got momentum now, two wins in you know, two weeks. They're going to go into a third week now next week against St. Vincent's in a quarter final. And, is kind of bonus territory now because the, the weight of the world was on both of those teams' shoulders going into this game because of your status, first and foremost. I would suggest that all of a sudden now, Minaldi can actually probably go into the game next week with a little bit more freedom and think of it as bonus territory against the Vincent side, who pretty much are the, the standout team and, and the favourites in many people's eyes to go on and win the championship. Yeah, um, I suppose that's that was the point I was trying to make about this preliminary court final, um, is that... There was so much riding on it. You're, you're, you're saying, you know, how now Minaldi can go in and it's a free hit and they don't have anything to worry about in the actual quarter final. But to be in a preliminary quarter final and to have so much riding on the win, but have so much riding on the loss, um, added to the pressure, I'm sure, uh, and to the pressure cooker that was that game. But uh, yeah, um, look, Minaldi win it in the end after extra time. And uh, St. Bridget's will, unfortunately for them, be playing in Junior 2 next year. 
Um, and probably unfortunate for the likes of Cortair and the other teams that are down there that they'll be coming up against a formidable side like St. Bridget's because they are a really good quality. But it means that, you know, the, the teams that are down there for next year know where they have to be. They have to be at the same level as St. Bridget's or higher um, to be really competing in the Junior 2 chapter next year. I mean, Alti roll on and they make it through to the quarterfinal proper where they'll meet St. Vincent's. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. What we'll do now then, seeing as though we have just spoken about that uh, uh, Minaldi victory and, and them getting through to the quarterfinals, we'll have a look forward to next weekend and uh, we have an awful lot of football to be played between quarterfinals of the junior, intermediate and senior and then obviously the 2022 um, intermediate and junior qualifiers from the senior and intermediate grades. So, um, looking ahead, Divi, we're going to run through the four of the junior uh, games, and I will ask you to just pick out some um, some some of the games that may, may may take your fancy. So, the first one I have down here is on Friday night. It's Dunsany against Kilbride, and that one will be played in Dunor. Then on Saturday at four thirty p.m. in at Boy, it's going to be Boards Mill versus St. Alton's. That looks like a nice, tasty one. And then on Sunday, we have two games. At 1.30 in Park Column Kill Kells, it's Castletown versus Carna Ross. And as of this moment, we know that St. Vincent's and Minalti will play on Sunday, but I don't have the venue, Davey Wrestling. Yeah, Mickey, I suppose that the Alton's and Boards Mill game really probably jumps off the page in that one. Alton's have found form. Boards Mill have been a revelation, really, in this year's Junior Championship. And um, both of them going in with two wins from the three games in the group. Both finished second, uh, or sorry, Boards Mill topped their group, um, and and Alton finished second in theirs. Um, there's there's huge sort of dynamic to the game with the midfield sector going to be so key. We've seen Boards Mill absolutely dominate every single game they've played this year in the middle of the park with Kyle Dixon and Cahill Wall in there. You have an Alton side now with a lovely blend with Keen McBride and Dar Riley in midfield. That would be fascinating to see what way that plays out. Gary Rogers could certainly be an option from the start as well if he was to be thrust into the midfield for St. Alton. So we'll wait and see what happens with that one. Um, Duns- sorry, Dunsany and Kilbride on the Friday night under the lights in Denor. I think that could be a cracker, Mickey. I really do. Uh, very impressed with Kilbride when they beat us. Young team, progressive, um, play a lovely brand of football. They have the forwards that can definitely trouble Dunsany. Dunsany side who, okay, they would have done a little bit of soul searching after that Minaldi defeat. It was probably just a bit of a reality check for them more than anything. And to be honest with you, Mickey, it's good that they had the opportunity to get that and and not cost them. You know what I mean? Because last year we seen them walk into it against St. Vincent's in the semi final. You'd like to think if that if something like that ambush happened again this year, they'd be better prepared now. All of a sudden, but that'd be a cracking game Friday night. Um, I think the Minolte and Vincent's game, to be honest with you, I actually think that could be a little bit more attritional. I think Minolte have mm. set a blueprint now for themselves. Not really on the Bridget's game. They were slightly defensive against Bridget's, but they were ultra defensive against Dunsany. And I would imagine they'll set up in a similar vein. Now, 
Vincent's are very <laughs> used to actually doing that to teams themselves. So it could be, a, I, I'm not going to say, hopefully it's a, it's an absolute shootout, but I think it could be a pretty dour affair and it might be low scoring and low entertainment. But to be honest with you, that could suit my penalty <laughs> like, like it did against Insaney. I'm just thinking of that game, Davey, and the way they both set up so defensively, it could end up like being a game of dodgeball. Yeah. Um, with 15 on one side of the field and 15 at the other, kicking the ball at each other, trying to kick a point from 60 yards. Um, yeah, I suppose that's a disservice to both of them. They, 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 they really are um, uh, top sides, and uh, you know, but they do go a little bit defensive. Um, yeah, the, 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 the St. Jolton's one, um, you know, with the likes of Keen McBride and Dara Riley, Dara Dicey Riley. Um, interestingly, as well. Dara Riley plays for St. Pat's Youths and um, played during the week in the UEFA Youth League for St. Pat's. I'm, I'm really impressed, I believe, as well. So it'll be interesting if there is, uh, you know, a crossover of games or training or anything like that, um, if, if, if it affects it, because he is a top player, Dave. I, I heard Mickey um, through the grapevine that he would normally train with Pat's on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and he'll actually bait it down the road and finish the session with Ultons. That's the sort of attitude this guy has. He's Pass. only 18 years of age. Um, yeah. Amazing. He's been a star turn in that team. We haven't even mentioned Karen Ross and Castledown, by the way. Yes. Which is probably mm-hmm. wrong. It's a massive North Mead derby. Um, you, you have Colm Coyle and Benny Reddy, two veterans of, I suppose, the, the Mead uh, club scene, if you will. Um, fascinating duel. Karen Ross now brimming with confidence. Castletown not, you know, really kind of stumbled through their group disappointed against Vincent's last week in the Talton final and uh, Kevin Ross apparently suspended from the last round and his his, black, his red card to Vincent's. You would actually have to give Karen Ross a huge um, chance in that game, you know, all of a sudden. And, you know, it, it'll be fascinating in its own respect. But yeah, we look forward to those two, Mick. Yeah, and the fact that it's in um, such a great venue as well, Park Column Kill Kells, 1.30 mm-hmm. on Sunday. That is one I'd love to get to. Uh, Davey, we'll move on now to the Intermediate Championship and the quarterfinals in there. So the first one I have up is on Saturday at 4.30. It's in Rathoth. It's Blackhall Gales against Waterston. The next one is also on Saturday. It's in Ballinlock and it's Nobber against Oldcastle. Lovely North Mead Derby there. And then two games on Sunday. The first one at 11.30. On Sunday morning in Slane, it's the league values turn against Rat Kenny. And uh, the next one is at 145, it's in Park Culture, and it is that massive local derby between Trim and Dunbury. And I suppose that's the one we'll start with, Davy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a brilliant game, Mickey. It really is. And I think Navin was realistically the only venue for it when you think about it. Obviously, if Trim weren't involved, it, it would be in Trim. Um, because of the, the locality of it. But I, I think that's a great game. Interestingly enough, I think that's the only non-senior game is it to be brought into Park Talton next weekend. So that it, probably it does look like it, yeah. Speaks volumes for, I suppose, the magnitude of the game. You have a Dundry side who clearly don't fear Trim. You know, they, they really relish the task. A Trim side who stuttered a little bit in the in the corner bone final, I think it's fair to say, against Pats, but ultimately got over the line. Um, they'll probably take heart from that, their first bit of silverware in a football capacity in, I think, 18 years from a first-team thing. So, that, you know, that's amazing kind of weight off their shoulders as well. You're going to have jewels all over the pitch. You're probably going to have Conor Dempsey, um, Mark and Aaron Lynch, which has the potential to be an incredible battle between those two fine individual players. Um, then you have the sort of dynamism that the likes of Alan Douglas brings to the party and others. 
Um, you could have Morgan Callahan, possibly the Dunry captain on him. There's just so many great matchups all over there. Similarly, the, the Blackhall Gales game um, against Waterstown, you know, two really, really strong kind of senior teams in the past and um, desperately trying to regain their senior status this year. And one of them are going to get a step closer and be only two games away um, at the end of the next weekend. Waterstown have been going brilliantly. Blackhall Gales, to be fair to them, had a little bit of a blip in the last round of the group, but I don't think you could look into it too much because they were guaranteed to be finishing top of the group. So I think Blackhall Gales will have their batteries well and truly recharged going into this game, but they're playing a hot and heavy Waterstown side who will welcome back Robbie Cunningham and Barry O'Connell to, to the team that's um, defeated Clannagale the last day. Yeah, um, look, I'm looking down at the, the eight teams that are left, the four fixtures, and it's so hard to call them. Um, we will be doing our uh, predictions on our um, Loyal Royals podcast and our previews of each of the uh, championships um, later in the week. So do look out for those. And if you're looking for something to stick up on the wall of your dressing room, um, with me and Davy Rispin predicting such and such a team and whatever, you know, you'll have to listen to the Loyal Royals podcast and Patreon forward slash we are meet for all those previews later in the week. Davy on the Junior Championship 2022 qualification uh, games, uh, we have Sydney versus Kilmainham. Um, obviously, these are the, the um, intermediate relegation games. We give them their proper title. Uh, Sydney versus Kilmainham with the winner, with the loser being relegated and the winner having to play Moila um, to stay up. So the winner of that game has to win two games to stay up. Um, and uh, the loser between Moila and the winner of that game will be relegated. Um, and then we have Battlelock versus St. Pat's. Battlelock versus St. Pat's is on Sunday in Centralstown at 1pm, and the Kilmainham and Sydney game is on Friday night in Minalty at 8pm. So, um, you know, two fascinating games there with, you know, either Battlelock or St. Pat's to be relegated and Sydney or Kilmainham to be relegated after the weekend. I thought it was Ballinlock and Pats, the loser plays Moila, Mickey. I'm pretty sure it is. And Sidden, Sidden and Kilmainham, automatically, that's a straight shoot. So the winner of Sidden and Kilmainham is safe. The loser okay. is gone. Um, the loser of Ballinlock and the Pats is gone. And the winner plays Moila. I think that's the way it is. But yeah, okay. as you said, massive implications there. You're going to have two teams gone by the end of next weekend, essentially with another one to go then, probably the following weekend or two weeks after that, we'll say. Um, Moyla are going to be waiting in the wings to see who they play. They'll play, you know, the winner from that Pats and Ballinlock game. Pats have a bit of, you could say form, but more probably confidence now behind them based on a wretched run in the championship. They'll take so much from that intermediate Cornabonia defeat, um, albeit in defeat against Trim. They were they were magnificent. Um, Ballinlock without the services of... Um, Billy Ryan's son, Harry, like he, he will be a massive loss to them. Be interesting to see do they reignite the, the Paderborn flame and does he come and kind of save the day as he's done so often in the past? It's, it'll be a really interesting game, but you probably would have to probably side with, with Pats the way things have gone. And um, the other game is just a, like we said about Karen Ross and Castletown, Northmead Derby between Sydney and Kilmainham. You have two sharpshooters and Darrow and Mickey Newman. It could well come down to who has the better day, to be honest with you, because yeah. it wouldn't be much, if anything, between the teams aside from that, really. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no, I did say that to Darrow only a couple of weeks ago when he received the top scorer of the week award, the Blackwater End 
Kells' uh, top scorer of the week. Um, I was saying that um, that it could end up being a shootout between himself and Mickey Newman um, in that um, relegation playoff. But uh, best luck to all those teams that are in the relegation. It's not a nice place to be um, ever, but, uh, you know, that is football. David, we're going to move on now to the senior championship and our quarterfinals and our relegation playoffs, or intermediate qualifiers, as I like to call them. So uh, the first of the games we have up is on Friday night. It's Dumboyne against St. Column Kills, and that's in Ashburn at 8pm. Then on Saturday, we have two games at 4.30 in Trim. It's going to be Nafina taking on Maltones. And in Park Tolchin, it's going to be Gail Column Kill taking on Dunamore Ashburn. And then on Sunday at 4pm, it is the reigning uh, champions are taking on the would-be's. The Summerhill team that have uh, you know been so unlucky or, or so close, I would say unlucky, but very close to winning a senior championship in the last five six years. So, Davy again, you know they're all top draw quarterfinals. Yeah, very much so. I, I I like the Kills and Dunboyne game because they're two sides that like to play on the front foot, really open, expansive attacking sides. Possibly, Column Kills might just have to tweak their approach against you know, this sort of formidable St. Peter's Dumboyne side. But I would hope that they wouldn't sort of um, dilute the brilliant attack and flair that they have in their squad with the likes of Banty, Ben Brennan, Graham Riley, O'Byrne, uh, David Bell. You know, there's so many really good forwards in that. The problem is if they go toe-to-toe with Dumboyne, there's a possibility that they could get exploited on, on the defensive side because I would say going into this game that Dumboyne are probably a little bit better set up defensively than St. Gollum Gills are. They do tend to you know, go with that gun ho approach and it's oftentimes it turns into a bit of a shootout against whoever they're playing. But that could be anything. That could be really high scoring and good entertaining football. Um, the Nafina and Wolf Tones game for me, it's kind to us. I really think that like, you, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get from week to week from uh, Wolf Tones. To be fair to Nafina, they've been probably one of the most consistent performers in the last 12 to 24 months in, in me club football. They've been really good. Semi-finalists last year, unbeaten going into this game. They had that little bit of a shock or scare against Balnebracki last round of the group. I actually think that will serve them well because they've had a little bit of time to reflect on it um, and ensure that that won't happen again. They were nine or ten points up and they let it slip and they were probably lucky to salvage a draw on that occasion. But they, they have good players in there. That'll be a great game in its own respect. Uh, Gail Kill and Dunham Ashburn all of a sudden now seems to be much more evenly sort of balanced on the back of Dunham Ashburn's brilliant win over Dunshockland in the last day. Liam Ferguson is going to be a massive well, you may, may, maybe maybe that's because you uh, you held Dunshockland in such high esteem. Maybe Dunshockland weren't just as good as we thought, and Dunham Ashburn, you know, just put them to the sword, Davy. You know, like well, well, maybe maybe that is. <laughs> we'll know next week if that was the case or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I know that. Um, I know that Gail Column Kill captain Liam Ferguson. And, um, is carrying an injury going into this game injured in hurling a couple of weeks ago and um, foot was in a brace probably doesn't look good I think it's an ankle problem but they do have Oshie and Riley back so you kind of lose one and you might gain another one so we'll, we'll just see what happens with that one um, and then the, the the final one is obviously Summerhill and Retoat and probably this is going to be Summerhill's they're going to be the biggest outsiders they've been in a long time going into a game against Retoat I'd say you know, when they went in in previous years, be it the, the senior final or even the semi-final last year, they still were given a right good chance by a lot of people. Now, I'm not saying they don't have any chance, but Retoat just look sort of irresistible at the moment. They, yeah. they, they play in patches. They have the ability to blow a team away like the Dubs did in their pomp in the, in the space of five, ten minutes of a game even. Um, but it could just suit Summerhill. Going in under the radar, they might just... Uh, 
throw Barry Dardis out for the first time this year as well, possibly. I know he's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes to try and get himself right for this game. Um, possibly that could be something to maybe upset Ratoth with. We, we shall see. If 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 both teams perform, that's the game of the weekend, I think. If not, you know, they probably have flattered to deceive in recent times when they meet, when they met, sorry. But uh, all four, you know, really, really classy um, games of prospect. Yeah, they really are. And uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, how, how it all pans out over the weekend. Um, yeah, that's a more hill with Holt one. You know, it has the potential to be an absolute, you know, incredible game, uh, one for the for the ages. Um, but it also has the potential to to be a sour grape at the same time. You know, like so, we're, we just let's just hope that um, it does turn into one of those amazing games of football in the relegation uh, games, Davy, on Friday night at eight pm. It is Dunchockland versus Centralstown. Um, on Sunday at 1pm in Dunchotlin it's Scream versus Curraha lovely local derby there with the loser to play Navin O'Matneys who we already know lost to Wijnaldi last weekend and the final game is um, God's not one to worry about well in brackets in uh, Trim at 3pm on Sunday um, yeah so um, I suppose you can't really look past Simonstown and Banabraki or Scream and Curraha I just, just so Jocelyn and Central Center, like they're, they're three massive games with, with massive clubs involved as well. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, dangerous and it's going to be precarious. It is if you lose, yeah. I still think the fact that you have three games to get yourself safe sort of, it, it doesn't make them as appetizing as probably they should be otherwise, you know, uh, particularly that Curaha screen game. Now, in saying that, if Curaha were to beat screen, you know, guarantee safety, then all of a sudden many people's favourites for relegation would be safe. Mm-hmm. So you would have a pool of, after the weekend obviously, you would have a pool of four to six teams, all of which would be probably the least you'd, you'd expect to get embroiled in relegation trouble who would actually be in it then. Navin O'Mahony's have are waiting in the wings, as you said already, on the back yeah, so of their defeat last week. Like if Cullaha were to get a win, yeah, you would see either Screen or Navin O'Mahony's in that relegation final. Do you know, um, which would be unheard of, like Screen are the longest reigning senior team in Mead. You know, they've been there since, I think, 1948 or something ridiculous like that. They're 60 or 70 years a senior team. Navin O'Matney's, you know, the kingpins of, of Mead football for so long. Um, and then you look, Dunchockland or Centralson are definitely going to be in a relegation semi-final. And either Ballinabracky or Simonson. And Ballinabracky have the bit between their teeth. They've had a great championship campaign very unlucky not to be in a quarter final so and Simonson coming off the back of a great win against Wolf Tones in the uh, Fresh Cup um, that has the potential to be a real dinger of a game and a tough tough game I'd say a tough battle yeah I suppose the, the Ballinabracky one I could still sympathise with them now because Simonstown yeah. Fresh Cup champions nearly crowned last week didn't pick up a point in the group stages but they're going to be red hot favourites going into this game and it goes back to what Gordy probably said after the Dauphina game, that unfortunately, until you start beating teams of this magnitude, you're, you're always probably going to go in with that underdog tag on you. Um, I know you'll try and tell me that Ballinabracky are favourites for this game, and that's fine. But, yeah, yeah, 100%. I was talking to Kevin Coyne, and he said that, uh, you know, that they, 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 they are definitely going in. He's got a friend in uh, Boyle Sports, and they're going in as, as, as hot <laughs> favourites to this game. 
we shall see. But look, that's that's there's a real sort of romantic feel to that, you know, because you have Banner Bracket, the intermediate champions against, you know, the former two-time uh, back-to-back champions in your own Simon St. Gales. You know, that'll be a great game in its own respect, to be honest with you. Um, on another year, it could be a quarter-final proper. Yeah, you know, of the championship, and and hopefully in the years to come, it will. I would like to see both of this. I I think Simonstown should have enough, and I think Balnebracky will hopefully have enough. If it's not next weekend, I think they'll be all right. Because the one thing about Balnebracky, Mickey, is you put them in a scrap, um, which the relegation battle is. To be honest with you, that there's not too much pretty football played in relegation battles. Trust me, Balnebracky will will relish that sort of you know battle, if you will. They'll be yeah. all right, I think, if they if they keep their head down and apply themselves right, they should be okay. Relegation is not about performance. Relegation is about wins. So yeah. it is. Whereas the quarterfinals and on, that is about performances and it is about you know uh, pushing on and winning the championship. Whereas relegation is dog eat dog. It is a war and it is uh, do everything to save yourself from going into that relegation or going dropping making that drop. So yeah, look, um, it's fascinating. I think. The quarterfinals are brilliant, and I think the relegation quarterfinals are absolutely treacherous and so dangerous for, for so many clubs there that it is going to be um, a fantastic weekend of football. With all the junior, intermediate and senior, we are going to be flat out. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, we will move on now. I just want to bring our listeners' attention to the fact that, uh, I don't know if they know this, but uh, the Mead Ladies won the All-Ireland final this year, uh, beating Dublin in that uh, decider. Um, the red-hot favourites, and speaking of, you know, we were talking about the relegation games and red-hot favourites and stuff. Well, you know, Mead, can, Mead Ladies can show a lot of the teams that, you know, having a favourites tag means nothing when you win for a 70-minute game of football. But, Davey, um They've won award after award after award. We saw um, Emma Duggan picked up another uh, Player of the Month award and Vicky Wall picked up a Player of the Month award and the awards are just coming and coming and coming. And then the nominations for the TG Carr All-Stars 2021 came out and Mead are leading the way with 14 nominations. Absolutely incredible stuff, Dave. Absolutely tremendous, Mickey. Um, an incredible achievement and incredible feat and I don't think too many people... Even even at the start of this year, would have expected me to have one or two nominations, let alone most of the team. Um, I do have to mention Bridgetta Lynch because she she was absolutely superb and and to me probably should have got nominated as well. We know that Mead aren't going to have fourteen. Well, maybe they will. It'd be great if they did get fourteen All Stars, <laughs> but I think realistically, um, Mead aren't going to get fourteen um, All Star awards. And I just thought for the sake of it, it would have been nice to see the whole team nominated. You know to leave out one player and considering the contributions that she produced throughout the course of the year, she was every bit as important as anyone else on that team and, and weighed in with magnificent scores and, um, you know, valuable contributions throughout. But th- that's just a side piece. Ultimately, it's it's a magnificent achievement. Whatever we get, we get. We're going to have a player of the year. I, I have no idea who it will yeah. be. 
Um, but we talked ourselves off air about trying to trying to pick it down or even narrow it down to three meet girls to to go into the shortlist for player of the year and we found that a really tricky exercise so and best of luck to the authorities or whoever's picking this um these all-stars because um we we probably won't be happy regardless making we might get 10 all-stars and we still won't be happy you know what we're like we're greedy but it's nice to be greedy after winning all-ireland yeah 100% and daily it's great when you when you look down uh, the breakdown of nominations, Meath 14, Dublin 9, Cork 7, Mayo 6, Donegal 3, Armagh 2, Galway 2, um, and Kerry and Waterford 1 each. So, um, But just to see Meath's name at the top of that list is absolutely brilliant. Um, 14 nominations. I would say we, we, we should be picking up maybe 8, maybe 9 um, of those. I'd say we've got 5 nailed on, 6 nailed on. And uh, and three or four that that could very easily be in there, but I, I'd have all fifteen of them, um, one to fifteen, all beat um, uh, players as as the the all stars for this year because they've been incredible, absolutely incredible. And, and no matter what happens at those uh, awards night, they are all all stars in our mind, and, and that is for sure. Um, Davy, um, just wanted to as well uh, for any of our listeners that didn't get a chance to see it. We had our team of the week for week four, uh, the Blackwater in Kells team of the week for week four. Um, we announced that last week and uh, the team was John Davis from Waterstown for his performance against Clonagale, David Keneally from Beliver for his game against Dundry, Stevie Moran from Simonson for the performance he put in against Wolf Tones in the Fresh Cup final, uh, Roland Lynch for um, from Minalti for his performance against Dunsany. Uh, he was marking Pierre Fox in that um, junior championship match. Um, the half-back line was Brian McGrath from Simonson again for his performance against Wolf Tones in the Fesh Cup. Darren Hagen from St. Pat's for his performance against Trim in the Cornabonia final. Conor Harford from St. Vincent's for his performance against Castletown. He kicked three points against Castletown in that Torching Cup final. Then our midfield pairing was Conor Farrell from Dundry for his performance in the um, preliminary quarter final for Dundry against Beliver. He kicked four points from midfield, all from play. And Darren Riley from St. Dalton's for his performance against Slane in the preliminary, or sorry, in the junior championship um, uh, group C third round game. He scored two goals from play from midfield. Absolutely brilliant. We spoke about him earlier on as well. And, um, Fantastic soccer player and fantastic Gaelic player, Gaelic footballer, um, and has a, a great bloodline as well. Um, Owen Curry from St. Vincent's, he got in at wing half forward. Killian O'Sullivan was uh, our centre half forward for his performance against O'Matley's in the relegation playoff. And um, Kieran Caulfield from Trim, he kicked four points against St. Pat's in that corner bowling final. Full forward line was Sean Tobin from Simonson, again, his performance in the Fesh Cup final. He scored 3-2. Mark Allen from the Ultons, he kicked uh, 1-3 against Slane in that junior championship game. And then Sam McCabe from um, Waterstown for his performance against Clonmagale in the preliminary quarterfinal. Davey, um, you know, we had a massive amount of games. Like It was brilliant. We had all the cup finals. We had preliminary quarterfinals. We had, um, and we had uh, the junior championship on last weekend. And, you know, some really fantastic perform- performances. On a weekend that was windy and wet and whatever we still had real good quality on show yeah very much so we didn't have the the serious tallies that we've probably seen in recent weeks but then again you know despite the fact that there was a decent spread of games you never had the volume that you had in the group stages obviously you know so um but but what it did is it, it probably showcased the games that we did see between the cup finals and 
um, championship games as well. Terrific performances across the board. And um, those fellas will be marked men now all of a sudden going out, you know, next week into the respective games. It's gas that, you know, sometimes the Blackwater player of the week or the Blackwater top scorer of the week is suddenly a marked man. Uh, he gets his little bit of publicity and whatever. And uh, he, he has to go out and try and prove it again. I know there was only a couple of players. I think that's their second time featuring in this team of the week. It'll be interesting to see can anyone between now and the end of the year do a hat-trick? We shall see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I'm looking down at it and trying to see, I think there's only a handful of players, not even a handful, maybe one or two players that won't be involved in uh, football next weekend. Killeen O'Sullivan uh, from Minaldi, obviously they're out of relegation. And I'm just trying to look down there. Minaldi doesn't say any. Yeah, the rest of the players will be. Um, I don't. David Kennedy from Beliver. Um, won't be because their their race is run as well. But the rest of the players from one to fifteen, so two out of the fifteen won't be involved. Davy, um, our top scorer of the week was Sean Tobin with three goals and two points from the Fesh Cup final against Wolf Tones, and uh, I caught up with him in the Blackwater Inn in Kells when we presented him with his winning voucher. We're here in the Blackwater Inn in Kells and we have the top scorer of the week and it is Sean Tobin, shock, shock, horror. Yeah. Uh, Sean, um, it was for your performance against uh, Wolf Tones in the, in, in the Fesh Cup final and I suppose looking at it, you on a personal note that day, the game was over at half time, you had scored 3-2 at that stage and you didn't have to do much in the second half, Sean. No, <laughs> no. Look, I've got a few lucky bounces, Mickey, and sure, look, it was a memorable day to score three goals in the final. So I'll take it. But uh, look, you can't be a flash in the pan either. We've we've battled the bracky now, so in the week, so I'm gonna have to try and back it up. I'll try, I don't know if I'll be able to back it up with three goals, but <laughs> uh, but another good performance is needed. But um, no, look against the tones. Uh, I suppose yeah. Look, the game probably went away from them in the second half. They put in a few high balls, didn't really work out for them, but. Um, but sure, look, we, we, the Tones gave us two clippings during the year. I suppose it was nice to get one over on, on them. If they had to win three in a row, I don't think we'll ever live it down. But um, but no, look, I suppose the Tones probably didn't didn't show their best form. And um, we just capitalised on that and, and uh, we stuck it out and to win the game. The yeah, end. you showed great maturity in that second half to see out the game. It was great game management. You know, Simon's turning years gone by. You know, we all know the history and, and losing games where there were nine and ten points ahead before and whatever. But you've been doing with that 12 point lead at, at half time and in the second half you just saw it out and as you said they threw in a few high balls and whatever but very very solid at the back and I suppose having the few players back the likes of Brian McGrath back in there Squealers back uh, getting a bit of form as well and having Breen Condon at, at centre half back just solidifies that whole defence when you, when you have the three of those boys back Yeah going into the game Mickey to be honest with you we weren't. We were. We were kind of playing this attacking football, which which we've always liked to play. But we got a lot of injuries up top, um, and I suppose we were we were leaking a lot of scores, um, and we weren't scoring enough up top. So we identified that. We dropped lads back. Brian McGrath kind of played a sweeper role, and he did it brilliantly. Um, so that 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 really helped us out. But as you said, there to see out the game, the game management. We actually, I took a shot. Podge took a shot. A few of us took a shot against that win, and we even yeah. said it was not on. Um, so we went into the water break, and we said to each other, lads, scores are going to be hard to come by here. Let's just game manage the game. Let's just see it out. Just defend well, and just see out the game as it is. So, so it worked out. 
quite well. Yeah, it was quite evident as well. You could see that um, uh, the, the couple of shots that you're on about after the water break, you decided to hold the ball and nobody was trying to shoot from 30 yards out because, as you said, there was that strong breeze. But we'll go back to the first half and your three goals. Two flicked goals, Sean. Um, the first one over the goalkeeper, lovely floated ball in between the full back and, and the goalkeeper and you got your hand on it. The next one, the goalkeeper drops it, he spills it and you were there to pounce just like CR7, Ronaldo. Uh, you have to be in there to get those goal poachers. Then, Sean, you scored one with your right foot. Like, uh, Talk me through that one because I don't think that's happened too often. No, no, it hasn't. No, and in fairness to Connor Sheridan, he probably d- doesn't get enough credit for that one because Great. I did, I did sh- shout to him to flick it on, and he flicked it right into me, right into, uh, right into my path. And look, I just, just, I don't know, instinct or whatever. I just decided to hit it with my right foot. I luckily went into the far corner. To be honest, <laughs> I could have went anywhere. To be honest, <laughs> on a bigger scale of things, though, like it was huge for Simon's turn to get that victory. He's after having a fantastic uh, fresh cup uh, campaign. The only game he's lost was that clipping, as you mentioned, against the Tones. Then you went out and beat Dunboyne. Looked like he was on a bit of form going into the championship. And then, I suppose, in the group of death with those players, like as you said it to me in the interview last week, you know, it was like a sniper came and took out a load of Simonstown players. And we probably don't in Simonstown have the strength and depth to deal with five or six starters coming out of the team. It just weakens the whole panel then. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we thought we might have, but no, as you said, Mickey, we, we couldn't. We, we, we couldn't... Um we couldn't replace the lads that, that we lost. Now look, it's it's we have a strong panel there, but we were just missing too many. Um, in the end of the Manalvi game, Manalvi outfought us, and we had to take that in the chin. They were very very physical, and look, if we got over that game, you might have squeezed into a quarter final. That but losing that probably knocked a bit of confidence in us and then look we just we just never recovered throughout the championship but as you said look we picked it up uh, after the championship into the Fesh Cup we got the win if we can hopefully uh, now we have tough task as Balnebracchi yeah. if we can uh, stay up we're building on something for next year hopefully and the lads are in good spirits and you have to we have a lot of young lads coming through who probably haven't got pre-season into them at senior level due to Covid so we're looking forward to getting two or three months um get pre-season into lads, get the lads gymming, get the lads running and get them ready for senior football. And before you have that pre-season, you have, of course, as you mentioned, Balnebracchi, you know, a really solid team very unlucky not to be in a quarter final. There's some players like you know of the the, the highest quality as well. Ex county players. You've Juicy O'Connor. You have uh, Nicky Judge. You have Dean Pluckett. The goals a fantastic goalkeeper as well. And you have a plethora of of, of players that Simonson are going to have to really do their homework on. Yeah, absolutely. We can't be taking Balnebracchi for granted. Um, at the end, at the end of the day, um, Simonson kind of have a history um, with. With, with teams that have come up from the intermediate we, they've seemed to have beat us over the last couple of years I'm not going to say we, we, take, we go into the game well prepared but um, we just can't take, can't take it for granted at all as you said you said Juicy there's even Danny Quinn there uh, Damo Carroll we all know yeah. that the quality of footballers they have so oh, we're just going to have to take them very very seriously uh, they'll be going first nobody wants to go down so look, uh, looking forward to it yeah, um, speaking of which we're going to bring in our sponsor now George Plunkett from the Blackwater Inn in Kells uh, George I don't know if you saw Sean's performance against the Wolf Tones but any day you go out and score 3-2 you've, you've, you've put in a good innings Absolutely. I didn't actually see it live. I, um, I decided what game I'd go to that day, so I headed for Trim instead of um, Park Talchon, even though it was in my mind to go to go to the final. But I went to, I went to see the other two games in Trim. 
But definitely got a look at them on uh, Mead TV, I think, or something they were on there. And, and there were, as I said, there were three great finishes. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge tally, but sure, look at we're a long time looking at Shawnee now, um, the whole way up. We've seen him, I've seen him anyway at county level, I've seen him at club level occasionally. And he's like the postman, maybe he always delivers. <laughs> and um, I suppose, I don't know, Shawnee could answer you, I don't know how many times, maybe he doesn't know himself how many times he scored with the right foot, but it's probably not that often. So maybe when you, the day you score with the right goal with your right foot, maybe that's the day you are going to get the top scorer. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say you can count on his uh, on one of his hands now how many times he scored pints, never mind goals with his right foot. But uh, George, not only are Simon's ten out uh, next weekend, but you're out in the other end of things. You're in a quarter final, uh, a preliminary quarter final with your team, St Bridges against Minalty. Did you get to the Minalty game? I saw, yeah, I saw the second half of it. Um, don't really know how much I learned because first of all, when you're only arriving for the second half, it's very hard to get a feel for a game. Um, they didn't score a hell of a lot, but they did what they had to do on the day. They kept the score down. I, I think they set out to keep the score down and they achieved that and they ended up winning. So, look at They beat Dunsany to be cock-a-hoop. If we beat Dunsany, we'd be full of confidence and they're, they're entitled to be. So, they're there to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's dog-eat-dog, so we'll hope for the best. Dog-eat-dog in the North Mead Derby as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. So, look at it. It is what it is. It's... Um, not for me to say I don't actually agree with the concept of, of getting into a quarter final or being relegated. It doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense to me, but it is what it is and, and that's that's the way it is, so we just have to deal with it. We're we're actually focusing on trying to get to the preliminary quarter final and hopefully we won't have to deal with the dreaded relegation yeah it's a massive game in that uh, you know the winner goes through to the quarter final proper and the loser gets relegated to junior two for next year but uh, you know look it's it, it's going to be as we said a North Mead derby it's going to be blood and thunder on this one and, and you boys will be ready for it as will Minalty yeah well hopefully we will you know yourself Mickey you, you think you're ready and you never know until the day but yeah we feel good and we're in fairness, we'll, we'll probably have a few lads back from injuries that we didn't have, and hopefully we can get a performance. Yeah, you know the the type of performance that we that we have, maybe a bit like Simon said there earlier on in the year, things were looking very good, and it just didn't pan out for us in the championship so far. But it's now or never, do yeah. or die. You're still there. You're still there, Sean. Just before we finish up, I'm going to give you the last word. It's just a credit to this man that we are able to bring these accolades to the players. We had yourself winning the the top scorer of the week, and Sam McCabe from Waterstown for his performance uh, last weekend, getting the player of the week. And without a sponsor like George, we wouldn't be able to do this. No, absolutely. I just want to say a big, big thanks to yourself, George. Honestly, it's it's a, it's fantastic to receive um, top scorer of the week, and and just uh, I see you go up on the social media every week, and it's just fantastic, and and. And it's um, it's just highlighting lads' performances, and, and, and I think it's it's great. It's good. It's a good feeling to be recognised when you play well. Um, when you get top score and Sherlock when I get three goals great to be recognised you know? <laughs> I think I don't. I think if there was a higher score this week we still would have had to put in a prize for, for you Sean scoring your first ever hat-trick I think it was uh, I think you may have scored a couple for OMP back in the day though but uh, look um, again thanks to George and Patricia from the Blackwater Inn in Kells well done to Sean best of luck to both George and Sean who are playing in different types of games uh, Sean obviously is playing in the relegation uh, from the senior with Balnebracki that's going to be a tough one and a Ken, George, with St. Bridges, you are going to be playing Minalty. So best of luck to both of you, lads. So maybe that was Sean Tobin. And, you know, um, while he was delighted to win the award and whatever, um, and he he knows 
Grant, he's going to have to put in a performance as good as that or, or, or similar to that when he comes up against Balnebracki in the relegation game uh, next weekend. Oh, very much so, yeah. And possibly it, it, it might just fall for him that somebody else might have to step up and do what maybe Tobes did last week. And that's the beauty of it, isn't it, Mickey? Sometimes it falls for you, as, as he said it did. It just was one of those days, wasn't it, against uh, the Tones in the Fesh Cup. But he might have to make a contribution that probably won't get on the scoreboard, but it might be just doing something that, you know, helps Simon send a victory. And, uh, you know, credit to him. I, I suppose he's a, he's a returning county man and um, the performance that he turned in as captain in the Fesh Cup final was magnificent and uh, great to see him back performing well in the club scene. I think it's it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And for anybody who didn't get to see his goals, um, if you go on to meet Daily TV, they do have the highlights from that game and you'll see his three goals, three really well-taken goals, brilliant from Sean Tobin. So well done to Sean. He was our top scorer of the week for week four. Davey, you also caught up with Sam McCabe. He was our Player of the Week, the Blackwater in Kells Player of the Week for Week 4 for his performance against Clonna Gale. Um, he kicked 1-4, Davey, on the day. And, you know, we spoke about this already. In a, against the Clonna Gale team that are so defensive, for an inside forward to get 1-4 um, it shows the class of this man. And on a day when maybe Brian O'Connell was being was being sewn up because he's been their main scorer in chief. Sam McCabe stepped up to the plate and and, and was a huge part of their victory over Clan McGill at that prelim. Yeah, very much so. McKee was outstanding. And as you said, an inside forward, but most of his scores didn't come from being an inside forward. Yeah. As you said, he had to he had to sort of mix up his game, you know, and um come out the field, get on the ball, do a few loops, you know, throw the ball around and try and get on the end of moves and kick long range scores. And he did that, you know, um, he had a host of scores with the outside of his right boot in step, uh, great finishes. The goal itself was a tremendous strike. Um, and, you know, he's a big goss and he's only 21 years of age. He's going to be a huge player for Waterstown in the remainder of this season. And obviously going forward, he's a player that probably as a young fellow would have grown up watching some of the players that he sold him with now going with going in senior football. Um, and, and he wants a taste of that too. He hasn't obviously played in senior football and, uh, I think Martin O'Connell has a lovely blend in there, you know, and he's one of the kind of superstars to come through the the youth or the academy in Waterstown in recent years, and it's only going to bode well for them um, in the near future, hopefully. Yeah, well, Davey, you caught up with Sam McCabe in the Blackwater Inning Kells, and uh, you presented him with his Player of the Week award with George Plumbett. We're here with Blackwater Player of the Week, Mr. Sam McCabe. Sam, congratulations on the award, I suppose, on the back of last weekend. One forward to your name. We spoke to you after the game. You probably didn't envisage this, but nice to get it as well. Ah, yeah, it's class, you know. Uh, playing there all week, been struggling with injuries throughout the year. It's good to come back, get in, score one four, and get the, get this award. Happy days. Yeah, because we were missing you in the cup final. You were obviously yeah. out, and you've had a bit of a struggle to try and get back in yeah. and get fit, but now you're back fit, firing, and... Going well going into the knockout stages. Yeah, happy days, you know, just back training. We put it in during the week and with Marty Wall coming in this year, just been putting us to the test and training, a lot of fitness and it's good to be back. And you're on a bit of a roll now all of a sudden, you know, you've three or four wins on the spin between Cup and Championship going into a quarter final now against Black Hall be a big test, but you'll definitely be up for it and a few boys coming back as well. Yeah, exactly. There at the weekend we were missing uh, Robbie Cunningham and Sir Barry O'Connell. Both of them out and for that both of them to come back now for Black Hall, I'd say we're in for a great chance. George will bring you in as sponsor. I suppose one four from playing no mean feat in the intermediate championship. Any day you get it is a is a good tally and thoroughly deserving. I suppose of the award this week. 
Absolutely, one four is a great score, and when you know when another man is missing, that can be the opportunity for someone else to come in, and that's what happened. And fair play to him, he was there and he did it. You've been watching Waterstown, I suppose, for years, and it's maybe lads like himself, a bit of youth coming through that maybe had just gone a begging in the last couple of years, seems to be coming back in the likes of himself and Brian and Barry O'Connell now, there's definitely a different dynamic to Martin O'Connell's team. Yeah, they seem to have a, a couple of good young players coming through and, and they, seem to have a good, they seem to have a good mix of um, uh, youth and, and experience. There's a lot of experienced lads there as well that are, that are obviously doing well and sure, I'm sure Martin would be putting them through their paces and you know, if you can't learn from someone like Martin O'Connell, millennium man, you know, he has to be a great help to them. And um, even last year, like, they performed very well. It was mm. just, I think, later on that the Michaels kind of turned around and got away from them, but they haven't been that far away. So, And I was talking to Sam there off-air beforehand. I didn't realise that they've only lost one game all year. So that's, as you know, as we all know, they're involved in football. It's, it's a good habit to get into winning games. You know what I mean? So they're on a roll and... Them. Sam, you're probably a little bit too young to remember Martin playing, but it must be great to have a fellow like that involved to pass on his knowledge to, to the likes of the younger generation. Yeah, 100%. Sure. You know, millennial, millennial man, like you said. It's unbelievable to have him there and just a bit of boost knowing that he's on the sideline and that he's kind of passing stuff down to the younger lads and everyone just can take something off him, really. I know it's not about individual awards or anything like that, but still nice to pick up the Blackwater Player of the Week. There's been some good winners before this and you're joining an illustrious list, I suppose, at this stage. Yeah, yeah oh, it's class to have, you know. Wasn't really expecting it too much, but nah, happy, happy when you te- gave, us te- gave us the text, so thanks a million for that. Well, well done, Sam, and George, I'm sure you'll agree we wish them well in a couple of weeks' time against Black Call. Be a big game, too. Former senior sides looking to get back up. Absolutely huge game, and sure, at this stage, it's dog eat dog, and you know what I mean. Everyone's after the one thing, and only one person going to get it. So, yeah, it makes of a great game. And um, shout out to me future brother-in-law Alan Nestor there. So <laughs> I'll have to stay neutral, maybe. Or you sitting on the fence? Yes, I will. <laughs> well done, lads. <laughs> yeah, Davy, that was our player of the week for week four. Our Blackwater in Kells uh, player of the week for week four was, of course, Sam McCabe. From Waterstown. We want to thank George and Patricia Plunkett, our sponsors of our Team of the Week, Player of the Week, and our Top Scorer of the Week. Without them, we wouldn't be able to give these uh, prizes to the players. And, and again, you know, if you're in Kells, if you're at a game, um, I know there's a game in there on Sunday. If you're thinking about going for a point after the game, go into the Blackwater and uh, have a word with George or Patricia. Both of them will tell you loads about football. They'll talk football with you for the evening. Um, and uh, just remember, Patricia is the boss in there. Don't let George pull the wool over your eyes. But uh, yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. Want to thank them again um, and do support our, our um, sponsors where you can. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, auto more from your phone. Auto more also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto more dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, we're going to move on now to our lotto segment and uh, the club PRO has been in contact with you. I know the last few weeks they've been a bit slack. 
they have, Mickey. You know, in fairness, there's been a decent enough response um, this week as well. So we're, we're slowly but surely getting back to full capacity, hopefully. The first one in is from um, Dunchuckman and Royal Gales results from the 27th of September. The draw numbers were the draw numbers were 2, 9, 10, and 26. They had no jackpot winner, three match three winners who collect 70 or each. Jim Smith, Ellie McCarthy, and Erin O'Connor. Next draw takes place on the 4th of October, which is Monday night at half eight, live on Facebook. 13,000 euro of a jackpot, 13,000 euro of a reserve, and 2,200 of a second reserve. If you're not in, you can't win. You can play that one on club force. Manalvi, or sorry, Manalti, Manalvi rather, Manalvi GFC, the winning numbers from uh, Monday, the 27th of September. No jackpot winner of their 10,000 euro, which it's currently capped at. 4, 12, 19, and 25 are the numbers. Aileen Dunn, Carmel Bennett, and Patricia Gilson all collect 20 euro each. Um, it res- the reserve increased to 7,200 euro on Monday night. Play it on manalvi.gfc.ie on the Club Force app. My own court in GFC, 6,300 euro of a jackpot was not won last Friday night. The numbers drawn were 3, 24, 30, and 31. Uh, 5 to 20 euro winners were Michelle Finnegan, Louise McCabe, Louise Brady. Um, the girls, there's about five of them playing, so I'm not going to name them all, but <laughs> just do a little one between them. Um, and Anya Brown was the fifth one. 6,400 euro next week on courttowngacom forward slash lotto. Kilmainham GFC, 7,700. It uh, heads for next Monday night. Oldcastle GFC, 12,000. It's also capped at next Wednesday. Club Force app to play that one. Gail Column Kill, it's also capped at 12,000 at the moment, which it will stay at for at least another week um, because they had no winner of last week's draw with the numbers drawn 8, 12, 19, and 20. A. O'Neill, Charlie Osher, Larry Manning, and Senan Smith, along with Stephen Caffrey, were the uh, match three winners who will share 150 euro between them. So four or five match three winners. Well, there was a few people close in Gail Compton last week, but not close enough. Navin O'Mahony's um, 9,050 of a jackpot was not won. The winning numbers were 3, 5, 28, and 31. The three numbers uh, were John Norris and Suzanne Fitzherbert. Um, the draw ups uh, to 9,200 um, on the 5th of October at 9pm. That is it from Navin O'Mahony's, Mickey. Very good. Um, the two that I have in, Davy Rispin, one from Central Stern, as always, um, coming in. Um, their lotto was not won. It's still a massive €10,000, and you can do that on uh, smartlotto.ie. And um, you can go to all their social media pages and you'll get the link there. And Simonstone Lotto uh, wasn't won either. The numbers drawn were 4, 11, 31 and 32. There was only one match three winner that was Colette Four, and I think she wins €150 Euro to herself. Next week's Lotto will be a massive 6,850. Still approaching that 7,500 mark, uh, Davy Riston, that, uh, that we spoke about earlier in the year. Um, and you can do the Lotto uh, online um, on the club's app or you can get the tickets in the round O of the one and only the bowled jelly. Um, yeah, he's still trying to sell them. I think he gets a. I think he gets a little bit of a cut. I think that's why he's still selling them. Commission are very good. Just on the Sanchez one, Mickey. There's a really, really good initiative that the club are doing for the month of October with their lotto. So Sanchez GFC will be given all sale proceeds from their weekly lotto during the month of October to support the friends of Maureen and Sinead. Uh, so not only will you be in with a chance of winning the jackpot, but you'll be also uh, helping a very worthy local cause. And they have just a little bit of um, uh, a paragraph, which I'll read out. On the 19th of May 2021 will be a day that they will not forget in their community. What started out as a day of great celebration for Maureen's 80th birthday, 
ended in a devastating house fire and life-changing circumstances for both Maureen and Sinead, as well as a lot of pain and sorrow for their family and friends. They face a long journey ahead to overcome injuries, tremendous emotional stress and financial costs, and we are hoping we can help uh, alleviate some of the burdens that they will face as they begin to recover from the disastrous event. And thank you for any donations. We know that they appreciate it from the bottom of their hearts and somehow they will get through it all and the brighter days lay, lie ahead. Please keep the family in your thoughts and prayers. So that's an excellent initiative Absolutely. for the month of uh, October if you want to go and obviously support it, but also be in it with a chance of winning their jackpot, which is, what, 10,000, Mickey, at the minute. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're get, doing your good deed, but you're also getting yourself in for the lotto draw. So really good stuff there. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. All the proceeds going to that, um, uh, which is absolutely brilliant for the month of October. So um, if you're thinking of doing any other lotos out there, do the Central Sim one definitely in the month of uh, October. Great stuff from Central Sim. Davey, Instagram Interactive, has it been busy? What's been happening there? Talk to me. Instagram, Mickey, has been decent, I would have said, um, but but kind of getting out, just an interesting one coming in. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on reading that out for the minute but anyway we'll come back to it first one is from Al Mack and he says Paul Fagan rolling back the years and scoring four goals for Kildaki Juniors versus Rat Maline oh rolling back the years and scoring four goals is that what you said four goals for the Kildaki Juniors against Rat Maline that's some going Jesus if we were doing a, a, a top score of the week in Harlem he'd be a cert I'd say this week Unreal, some performance. Al follows that up by saying, need to get at least six LGFA All-Stars and Emma Troy for the Footballer of the Year Award. Yeah, there's, you know, that's 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 an interesting one. I definitely have Emma Troy in my nominations for the Player of the Year Award, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I, think, I think we're nailed on for at least six. And I think that we could pick up seven or eight. Interesting. Jack mm. Walsh, Mickey. Uh, I think we're going to have to ban Jack Walsh from the Instagram Interactive, Mickey, because it's getting ah, a little bit old. Uh, Pat Hoban, last minute winner versus Bowes. Yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, next. Johnny Foster, he said Sean Brennan's interview can tell he's been practicing at home. <laughs> I can just see all of the club players now at the minute going into the shower. Um, with the hairbrush standing in front of the mirror and practicing what they're going to be saying to Davey Riskin and Mickey Brennan when we meet them at, uh, after one of their games and they play well. Absolutely. To be fair, I think um, I think Sean is a journalism student as well, so he's fairly polished, sports journalism as well, so I think he's fairly polished in, in that respect anyway, so he probably doesn't need that much practice, to be fair, but um, excellent on and off the pitch is Mr. Brennan for Dundry. Um, Adam McDonald said Sean Hughes's wonder goal for Kiltail Juniors. I believe this was something else. Um, he was tweeting about it over the weekend. It was supposed to be a thing of beauty. Can we get a video of that? Uh, was there a video of it? I'm not sure do Kiltail Juniors record their hurling matches, but you never know. Maybe they do and we might get a hold of that one. Um, and if we yeah, do, we'll could... put it out there on our socials. Was there somebody there with a smartphone recording this? That's what we want to know. I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Henry um, said, Bridget's robbed in what should have been a peno in extra time. Yeah, you know, we've heard that from a few um, people that were at the game um, and it is disappointing for any team um, to lose in that matter. Um, but it's, it's just cruel. It sure is, Mickey. It sure is. Um, next one is in from Robert Purfield and he said, good weeks work for the county board off the field with the underage structures. 
Yeah, absolutely, Davy. And and this is something we were we were going to bring up. Um, and 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 it's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the initiative that the Mead County Board are engaging in now. It's brilliant, you know, and we, we'll probably we will have a little bit more on that in the coming weeks as well, Mickey. Um, tremendous to see Noel and Valerie Moore and getting involved. Excellent, I suppose, business people in the Royal County. Great supporters of Bechtel GFC um, on, on a local level as well, but they're very passionate about Mead football too. So great to see them coming on board to sponsor the underage teams. I think it's from under 14s upwards, isn't it, as well? There is a possibility, I'm not quite sure, will they have... Uh, their sponsor's logo maybe on the Mead jersey in some capacity, possibly on the sleeves or that. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but overall, it's just great news for, for the county. And uh, we have a new, I suppose, head of, um, or general manager, as he's called, and Barry Horgan coming on board too. He will also sort of nurture the, the underage teams from under 13 to 20. There's um, been a few good moves off the field, I suppose, in the last week or so, Mickey. Yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. And, and we have been speaking with Seamus Kenny. He is going to come on and give us a detailed um, look at what this means for me, GA. It's absolutely brilliant. As you said, Barry Horgan coming in as our general manager of the underage setup from under 13 to under 20. And uh, still a lot of the big names still involved, the likes of uh, uh, the last two minor managers in Carlo Brick and John McCarthy, um, Colin Coyle and Sean Kelly, they're going to be involved as well. And then as well, Devonish Nutrition, are, are, are helping out in this as well um, with Owen and Alice Brennan. They're going to be uh, new sponsors with uh, Noel and Valerie Moore uh, from Bechtel Stud. So um, it's pumping a lot of money into our development squads. And, you know, while people are, you know, saying, oh, this should have been done years ago, forget about that. It's been done now and let's get behind it. And, you know, ride this crest of a wave that we're on at the moment with our underage system and, and, and make it last for longer, make that crest last for 10 or 15 years. And then, you know, me senior teams will be back uh, 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 contesting all Ireland finals on a regular, regular basis. It's absolutely brilliant. I think it's fantastic and can't wait to see how this is all going to work out, Davey Rispin. Yeah, no, all good, Mickey. And, and thankfully, we're making huge strides off the field. So really good to back up the recent success that we've had. You know, it, it, it really is great to see. Um, Shane Mangan wants to change a tune for the intro, Mickey. He wants the new intro music to include ladies and minor All-Ireland wins. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, mm. um, we will work on that. Absolutely. Definitely. And, um, you know, something that we might even throw in is uh, uh, Avine Leahy's little poem that she she, she told us um, when we got an interview with her after the All-Ireland final. I don't think that we've we've really gone to that, Davey. So I don't even mention it. What a poem it was too, and that might even add, end up being part of our uh, new intro. Good talk or good thinking. We're going to change that intro in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Shane's also said that Kiltail's new shorts are a little bit distracting. I haven't seen them now, to be honest with you, but I'm not quite sure what uh, what sort of design they have. Yeah, um, I don't usually be looking at uh, uh, team shorts, Shane. To be honest with you, um, yeah, interesting. Um, Whatever floats your boat, buddy. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Absolutely, Mickey. Um, next one comes in from David Ferris, and he said, Blackhall Gales hurlers in the attic, lad. Oh, in the attic? I don't the know what he means. I can only refer to something to do the with the attic in Dunchockland. Where is it? Uh, the attic in Dunchockland? There's a, there's a club in Dunchockland called the attic. 
and black hole gills isn't too far but that look we'll have to delve into that what does he mean I don't know what he means he's also followed that up by saying Dubai hurlers to win the senior championship free uh, free I don't know what that what, what that bit is uh, but look Dumboin hurlers are, are going really well and I think that they um, really could make great strides this year I don't know about winning the senior championship but they are going to be uh, a test for any of the, the group A teams that meet them in the quarterfinals Evan Connor um, on the back of Mark Crawley's latest red card for St Vincent's last week said Mark Crawley's transfer to Monday Night Raw <laughs> is that something to do with the, maybe the striking action or something like that is it yeah although to be fair Mark Crawley seems a lot more real than the WWE does so maybe he, <laughs> he should try boxing properly or maybe even UFC I'm not quite sure but uh, he is fond of a red card every now and then to be fair Mark Crawley but uh, good lad in fairness off the pitch but I, I don't think Hugh Dorgan will be um Hoping he adds to his tally next week when uh, Vincent's going in pursuit of a semi-final spot. <laughs> Very good. Um, Paddy Bonville said David Ferris back in goals next year for the Blackhall Gales hurlers. Okay, well, uh, that's next year, is it? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's let's stick to current affairs. <laughs> That'll be. Um, Mickey Burke said Longwood Pure Warriors, everyone's second favorite team. Yeah, absolutely. Look, they are. Um, and, you know, they, they haven't had a great year. Um, is, that is for sure. But they, they always they always give it everything they've got. And, you know, they'll die with their boots on. And again, on the weekend, playing, weren't they played trim in the local derby of the Hurling um, mm. and gave it a good rattle um, just coming up short. But there's plenty of endeavour in, in Longwood, that's for sure. Very much so. And um, that is it. From Instagram Interactive this week, Mick. Oh, that's it. Um, okay. Um, nobody from Trim or Bangnabracky on this week? No. They're, all, they're concentrating on what's ahead for themselves. So they are. They're not getting embroiled in any silliness, um, which is good to see. Um, Davey, have you anything else you need to bring to this week's pod? No, Mickey. I think that's it. I think that's it. Look, there's been, there's been uh, flat out. There's been a lot going on. We want to thank Sean Tobin and Sam McCabe for their interviews, and of course, uh, George and Patricia Plunkett for sponsoring our Blackwater Inn Team of the Week, Bear of the Week, and Top Scorer of the Week. Again, we want to thank Kevin Coyne from PR Coyne and Sons for their sponsorship, and uh, you know, if anybody out there uh, hasn't seen the videos of their um, automowers, check it out, sports clubs as well. It is a massive, massive um, uh, uh deal at the moment and, and, and it's a no-brainer for clubs to get these in um, also we want to wish all the teams taking play taking part next weekend's quarterfinals and relegation playoffs the very very best of luck and again our, to our ladies team 14 nominations for the TG Car All-Stars for 2021 absolutely incredible and uh, you know they have been a, a beacon for, for, for everybody in need and, and they really have uh, brought everything on the, I suppose the, the goodwill uh, around need football at the moment is absolutely brilliant and the optimism they, they showed the way this year they've been absolutely brilliant so look that's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast and remember We Are Mead by It Matters More <laughs>